Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Thirteen three, the two minute warning. Raiders over the Rams right now. Baker Mayfield though, three of four, sixty five yards. Didn't start, but he's the only quarterback that actually threw the football. Wolford went out there. They had a three and out, and then they just said, "All right, it's Baker's turn at this point now." Cam Akers is dead to me forever. Mm. I'm very angry at him right now. If I was at home, I'd be yelling things like "F you, Cam Akers," but I can't do that because I'll get fired. You man. can do it but, during the break. But I'm pretty, here. well, I did, and that's fine. I'm yeah. pretty damn pissed yeah. at Cam Akers because I'm on the Rams plus seven tonight. Touchdown. Even a field goal would have been nice right there. Baker doing his job. Cam Akers. Guy stinks. I've had enough of the Cam Akers experiment. Josh Jacobs way. has 17 carries they're for running, 58 yards in the first half. They're going to run him into the ground. They're not yep. going to pay him all to go 7-10 and 10 this season. Parents, don't have your kids be running backs. Seriously. Just, just don't do it. Just Pitchers. don't do it. And the Rams at this point have clearly just mailed it in this season, which means we're hopefully getting the Baker Mayfield experience at least the rest of this game. I'm hoping the rest of the season at least. Uh, Nate Jacobson of Stadium joins us and you know the, the quarterback situation in the NFL from what we had last weekend Nate with all of the injuries to really important starters with these teams I mean one of the big ones obviously is Jimmy Garoppolo now he may be back for you know maybe the divisional round but you know even more immediately right now there's also Lamar Jackson who's going to miss some time but we don't know how much time necessarily for the Ravens now the Ravens are actually dogs against the Steelers this weekend uh what can the Ravens do to kind of keep things afloat, for one, un uh, just until they get Lamar Jackson back? Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be relying on their defense a lot because they haven't got anything offensively from their running game. Other than Mark Andrews, they have nothing weapon-wise. But I actually think Tyler Huntley can do all right in this spot. He's had starter experience. He has a week to prepare for the Steelers' defense.
So I think meant to him. I think he'll actually do okay. And now that the Ravens are underdogs in this game, a game with a low total, whenever we see these two teams play, it's always a close game. I bet a little bit Ravens plus three, and they're definitely my favorite teaser leg, especially in a game with a total of 36 and a half. Nate, what are your thoughts on this Detroit-Minnesota game where it opened up, you know, Detroit plus one. We got up to two and a half. Now we're down to one and a half. Minnesota defensively giving up over six yards per play the last month of the season, and Detroit right now looking pretty good. What would you do in this game with the total or the side? Yeah, it's a fascinating game. I work at the uh, stadium office in Chicago, and I actually asked a few coworkers uh, who maybe a little more square when it comes to betting. What do you think the line is? And a lot of them were guessing Vikings minus seven. One said Vikings minus nine and a half. So they were about uh, what 11 points off on that guess. So yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of showed me where this game was heading and, and kind of the uh, the dynamic of it. I mean, I, I agree with why the Lions are favored in this game. The Vikings a very fraudulent 10 and two their point differentials plus 10 just a team that's not very good but are winning games the last two games against the pa- uh, patriots and jets their defense really struggled against those two teams and they were lucky to win and also cover so makes sense for the lions being favored here they're playing a lot better third straight home game they really need this game if they want to stay in contention for the nfc playoffs and at some point the vikings luck is going to run out am i rushing to bet the lions now now that they're favorite not really, but I have a tough time backing the Vikings unless they get to plus three. Maybe I'd have that conversation, but I doubt we get there. I'm I'm really curious about your thoughts on this Giants-Eagles game because we saw the line open at seven. It's now at seven and a half. It kind of feels like, all right, the public is getting involved. They're starting to bet the number up because, hey, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL record-wise, and Jalen Hurts has looked insane, and the New York Giants are sort of banged up. But they've been quietly competing, especially against divisional opponents. You saw what the Commanders did to the Eagles. You know, most of the game against the Cowboys was pretty competitive. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? How would you play it? Yeah, I think the line's pretty much right at Eagles minus seven. Just kind of matchup-wise, thinking about it, the Giants struggle to stop the run. That's what the Eagles are really good at with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and just kind of scheming up run plays. So I think the Eagles are going to have success on the ground. However, laying seven on the road in a game where the Giants obviously are going to have a lot of effort, they still believe they can make the playoffs. If the playoffs end, or the season ended today, they'd make the playoffs. So... I guess if I had to pick the game, maybe Giants, maybe under. But I was on the Giants last week in that tie against the Commanders and watched a good portion of the end of the game. And after seeing that, I think I'm just going to stay away from the Giants for at least this week and (laughs) maybe uh, consider them next week when they have that – the, the rematch, that Sunday night flexed rematch in Washington. So, yeah, I think I uh, had enough of the Giants, a team that I really haven't been high on all year, and I decided to bet on last week. It ended up working. Uh, but I'm going to be reluctant this week and definitely a game. I don't have too much betting interest, but definitely interested in watching to see how that plays out. Nate, there's nothing worse than a tie in the NFL. I hate it. And I'm a commanders fan, but I Unless also had the, the under, under, I had the under, the under 40, 40 I had the half. under 40 and a half in that game. So at that point I was like, I guess I'm rooting for a tie. Yeah. And here we go. But it may end up screwing yeah. them in the playoffs, but that's a whole other conversation. Talking to Nate Jacobson of Stadium, uh, the Bengals are five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Browns this weekend. It's an interesting position for them to be in. They come off last week. You beat the Chiefs. Now Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. But it's kind of the opposite against the Browns. Like They've kind of owned Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But then you have Deshaun Watson, who looked as rusty as you could have possibly imagined in his debut last week. How do you see this game playing out, given those circumstances? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the Browns and Watson did not look good at all. And the Browns scored their touchdowns either defensively or on special teams. So it was a bad performance. They got a lucky win or a lucky cover, at least. I wouldn't say deserved to win, but Watson was not helpful in this. But I think because of that result, coupled with the Chiefs winning that big statement game at home against the Chiefs, the, the Bengals winning a, a game where they're losing by seven in the fourth quarter, Travis Kelsey has a costly turnover, some Andy Reid game mismanagement late in the game, settling for that field goal when they probably should have gone for it because if you tie the game, Bengals are probably going to go down and get a field goal anyway. So I think there's a little bit of inflation because the Bengals won that game, which has created this line value on the Browns. It was plus six. I grabbed plus six this morning. I know it's five and a half across the board, but I like the spot and the line value that's been created on Cleveland. Plus the situation that you mentioned, Kevin Stefanski and and Joe Bur uh, Joe Burrow struggling against the Browns and Stefanski kind of dominating Zach Taylor in this series when these two have met. So I like Cleveland, and if Watson can show a bit of improvement, I think they have to have a good chance of winning this week. But definitely Cleveland plus the points, my favorite NFL bet for Week 14. Oh. Yeah, Nate, I think we're on the same side yeah. in this one right here where we got Jacksonville plus four. And I just bet it. I mean, I was figuring we're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, how big, obviously him being out there is going to help. But, um, you know, did you bet this before we got confirmation that he was going to give it a go? And uh, what do you think about Jacksonville? How do you make the case for them against Tennessee? Yeah, I like the Jags in this game. I don't think much separates these two teams, others on the record, where the Titans obviously in control of the AFC South. But Jacksonville is statistically not a bad team. I was on them last week. They burned me against the Lions. I'm not afraid to go on them this week. Again, obviously the Trevor Lawrence news isn't ideal, but I do think he'll play. I think it's a toe injury, so I'd hope he'd be able to get up for a, a big division game this late in the season. I did see the number kind of creeping to three and a half. I know BetMGM had a had a plus four on the Jags at minus 115. So when I saw that, yeah. I figured, oh, maybe Trevor Lawrence was spotted at practice. He wasn't. The line went back to four. So Jaguars plus four. If you want to wait on the Trevor Lawrence news, I don't blame you. But if you look at the Titans injury report, pretty ugly. A lot of guys on defense and then wide receiver Traylon Burks has kind of been the uh, the bright spot of the Tennessee offense. And when Mike Rabel's an underdog, he's great. But when he's a favorite and this team has to cover by and win by margin and they don't have the kind of their receiver who can stretch the field, I have a hard time seeing Tennessee winning this game big. So Jacksonville plus the points. Hoping Lawrence plays, of course, uh, but that's going to be a bet for me this week. Actually, already is a plus four. Love it. Nate, one of the things that I've been betting a lot, and I think I got on it a little bit earlier than before it became like this big trend that you see on Twitter, is Denver Broncos unders. Denver Bronco <laughs> team total under, Denver Broncos full game under, first half under, doesn't matter really. But then now you see them going up against the Chiefs. And now this is the first time that I'm a little nervous to take the under because the Chiefs offensively can gash anyone, even a Denver Bronco team that has elite defense on defending the run, elite defense, especially on the pass, right? 44 is the number. Help me sort of make sense of this one. Yeah, well, the, the Broncos defense has definitely uh, held up their end of the bargain. It's just been the offense. It's been the head coach. I, I do like kind of where you're going, where the under would be the way to go, uh, just because you're not going to get a lot from the Broncos offense, at least I assume. Obviously, it's worrisome going against Patrick Mahomes, not in terms of like side betting, but just kind of betting an under in a game involving him. But I think there's a lot of correlation here where if you do like Denver in this game, maybe you get even a plus 10 by kickoff. 
that you could correlate that with the under because if Denver does cover this game, you have to imagine it's a little bit uglier and low scoring and stays under the 44, which I know is an important number in terms of total betting in the NFL. So I agree with you there. I was looking at that game, not really interested in betting the game because I just don't want to follow a Denver Broncos football game this season, (laughs) but I, I do like the under 44. And if it gets to plus 10, I sure hope it doesn't, because if it does, I'm probably going to have to take a little bit of Denver. <laughs> hey, what do you make of this huge line in the Cowboys-Texans game? I mean, it's not college football. It always worries me, but Houston's atrocious. This has gone now to Dallas minus 17 and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, definitely. This is probably actually the game I have the, the least interest of betting on, just because I don't want to lay a big number with a Mike McCarthy team with some bigger games on deck, but I have no interest in batting Lovey Smith, Davis Mills, and the Houston Texans. It's kind of a weird game because the Texans were playing the Browns last week. They actually didn't let up a, a defensive or an offensive touchdown for the Browns. So they kind of got, you know, not unlucky, but it was special teams and, and defensive touchdowns for Cleveland, which made the the Texans lose. On the other side, the Cowboys did win it was a 54 to 19 but they scored 33 points in the four, final 14 minutes of that game. So a little bit of a misleading final in both games. And, and when that's the case, I would side with kind of the, uh, the Texan side here, but I just can't do it with, with Houston. And I saw that line go up from 16 and a half, I think some 17 and a half now. So it's a complete stay away from me because I can see the Cowboys running up the score if they wanted to in this game. Uh, Nate, it's going to be a big morning for me. I've been losing my mind the last 48 hours without any World Cup to bet uh, during the daytime. So I'm, I'm a Croatia fan. I'm Croatian, but I bet Brazil uh, before the tournament, you know, better than three to one odds to win the World Cup. Brazil, huge favorites tomorrow, minus 650. Is there any way to play this game tomorrow, this match? Yeah, yeah, I like Brazil here. Uh, Croatia is an older team, and they just played a hard-fought 120-minute match against Japan on Monday. This is the early Friday game. Meanwhile, Brazil was able to rest their starters in the third group game against Cameroon on Friday. Really got out to a good start against South Korea and didn't really have to be too stressed out in that game. So there's two bets I like in this game. Kind of deciding which one to bet. I might actually bet both. But if you go to the one-game parlay on BetMGM, you can bet Brazil to win in 90 minutes and parlay that with under three and a half goals. And you can get that at even odds. You can also bet Brazil and both teams to score no at even odds. So I'm kind of deciding which one to do. I think I like the under three and a half goals a little bit more. Just because Croatia, they've scored five goals this World Cup before we're against Canada. They played scoreless draws against Morocco and Belgium. So I don't think they're going to have too many chances. Plus, if Brazil gets out to a one nothing, 2 nothing lead, I don't think they're going to push for a third and try to blow Croatia out. Because if they, make, if they win, they have a huge semifinal, potentially against South American rival Argentina next week. So I can see Brazil winning 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, maybe 2-1, which is why I kind of like the under- three and a half goals plus the Brazil win that you can get at even odds. So you can get Brazil, back Brazil, but don't have to lay minus 270 or minus 650 to qualify. So I think that's a reasonable way to get Brazil tomorrow morning. Oh, we still got two minutes. And then obviously Saturday, you know, one that's a little bit easier to bet. You get England plus 105 right now over at BetMGM to qualify. France is minus 135. What's the play right here? Yeah, I think these teams are pretty equal. I know France is the best player in the tournament right now and killing Mbappe. But I do have some questions about their center of the midfield now that Paul Pogba and Nicole Conte, well, they haven't been part of the team this World Cup. So I do think they are a little vulnerable and they haven't been tested this World Cup. They had an easy group and then they played Poland in the round of 16. And if you watch Poland at all in the World Cup, 
they pretty much put you to sleep. If they give up a goal, there's no way they're coming back. They're a very boring side. So I don't think France has been really tested in this game. On the other side, England's had a solid tournament. I like some of their young players, Bellingham, Foden, Rashford, and Grealish off the bench. So I really think England could do well in this match. And based on the odds, I don't really agree with them. I think if you get England, draw no bet at plus money, that's a good way to go. Maybe England or and or this game just to end in a draw, knowing how traditionally when we've seen these big matches with a lot at stake it's more defensive style and, and england really likes to do that even though they have so much attacking talent as we saw against the u.s i could see kind of a similar game where there's for a neutral it's not that fun but i think from a betting standpoint there is an opportunity here to either back the draw or bet on england draw no bet in this game because i don't think they are much worse in france nate we have about 30 seconds i am in love with morocco and the style of play that they have <laughs> they've been absolutely electric netherlands style of play has been fun as well between those two who would you back to win that match well based on the uh based on who i think would have a better chance of winning definitely yeah. netherlands but based on the odds i would definitely go morocco they have a home field advantage obviously the big worry with morocco is they had a, a big match against Spain, an emotional game. They played 120 minutes, but the style they play, the talent, and maybe that home crowd to push them over the edge, I think they can really frustrate this Portugal game. And we can see another nil-nil type of game where yeah, it comes down to penalties. So, yeah, Morocco is the way I'm going. The the uh, No teams, are, uh, both teams to score no. Morocco, Portugal, or, or under two and a half or two would be the way I go in that Saturday morning match. I think it could be a, a real ugly one. Uh, in Qatar. Nice. Good stuff. Thanks, Nate. Thanks Appreciate much, it. Nate. Nate Jacobson of Stadium. Coming up, uh, Nuggets and Trailblazers tip at 10 Eastern. Yes, Dame is back. We got some. How, how do you bet those teams' futures? It's BetMGM tonight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.